Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. everybody. Welcome back to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, and I have a lovely guest with me here today. This is Nicole. Thanks so much for being here, Nicole. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to talk about this. <laughs> I, know, I can't wait. So just a quick um, information for any of our listeners. You'll definitely want to hit pause on this episode, head over to the Awaken podcast, the Awaken Professionals podcast, and um, check out our part one because Nicole and I had an awesome conversation over there. And now we're just going to continue our convo here. Um, So Nicole, can you start off by telling our listeners who you are and how you started your podcast? Yeah. So it's the Awaken Professional podcast, not with the S, just so they can find it. I'll have it linked below. Yeah. It's not a super short journey, but I'll, I'll try to sum it up. Um, so I was an English major in college. And when I graduated, I just didn't know how to make a living writing. So even though I felt really connected to writing, I had realized I wrote poetry as a teenager and I was like, okay, this is what I'm meant to do. I didn't know how to earn money. And that was the time where you would send away a manuscript in the mail. And so it could be like six months before you heard anything, if you ever heard anything. So it wasn't like I was just going to have to hang out for a little bit. It was like, I don't know, this could go on for a long time. I'd been waitressing all through college. I was seeing the the servers who were like further down the road and were like, my ankle hurts. Like they were older, you know? And I was like, okay, I can't do this forever either. And I ended up falling into a career in human resources. I followed my intuition, got into HR and I actually really liked it. I, I tried to tell myself there was kind of still writing because it had, you know, like writing people's employee evaluations or a newsletter or whatever. 
but kind of 10 years in, I had this moment where I was made a director of human resources. My boss told me it was my goal. I achieved it. She left the office and I sat down and I was like, I don't feel like this is supposed to be my life. I was just not, it didn't feel like it was supposed to, I didn't feel it's not that I wasn't excited. It was like, oh my God, this is like wrong. Like it's wrong. Like I'm achieving my goals and it doesn't feel like it's supposed to feel. And I started to see two distinct paths. And one was like, I stayed on my HR journey. I kept doing what I was doing. And if you knew me at the time, people would tell you I was really good at it, that I was doing a good job. It looked like I was thriving. Mm -hmm. And then the other path was like, go for writing that stayed on HR, I started to see that I was going to get sick. It was like, you're not listening. You've strayed so far, far from your soul purpose. That is like, I felt like my soul was going to start dying. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. Okay. So my son was sick at home. He was a baby and he was in daycare and he got sick every single week in daycare. And then I had a four day work week. So I would nurse him back to health take him back on Monday and he would be sick again by Thursday. We were using like a nebulizer. We were talking about asthma. And so the same boss, I walked in and I was just like, I have to quit. Like, I just have to quit. The two things were happening. I didn't feel like it was my path. He's sick. We were going through layoffs. So she talked me into staying through November, like seeing the company through the layoffs. And I was like, fine. So I started working from home and that's when I was like, finally, I can write. I can finally write. And that's where my awakening journey began because I didn't know I was clear audience when I was writing. I didn't know that any other things were coming through. I just thought I started a mommy blog. Like it's called mind over messy. I'm like, I'll just start a mom blog. I'm going to talk about like clean eating food. I was learning about like the dyes in our food at the time. So it evolved with my kids. Like, so as I was learning what's in their food, I was sharing it. I started to see spirits and all these things started happening to me. My walls would like bang. So I would sit down to write and the wall would like be like, boom, boom, boom. And I'd just be like, oh my God, oh my God, what's happening? And I would just type and write up stuff. So there was a certain point where I was like, I have to figure out like what's going on spiritually because. I was afraid. And I also, I didn't feel like I was honoring what was trying to come through. And I didn't understand why mm. information, like I was learning that I was a channel through writing, but it was, I was still on that. Like, well, why me? Mm. Like, why are you choosing me to write through? And why is it about food? <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, like you would just think, I guess, like if you were going to channel something, it was going to be like, like something super amazing, yeah. but I'm here talking about like my sensitive kids or how boys are sensitive to, or just whatever it was in that moment. So those, those things were all not adding up for me. And I was like, I need to do some like serious soul searching. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I love your story. I mean, 
I feel like I can totally relate to that. I was like getting chills as you were explaining the banging of the walls and the spirituality just coming through like all at once, you know, as we mentioned in part one, a little bit, like it can feel so intense. So if any of our listeners are like really loving this and you haven't listened to part one yet, please go back and (laughs) we'll be linked in the show notes and easy access for you guys. Um, But so can you tell us what your journey looked like as you were starting to uncover why you and why was all of this starting to happen? Yeah. Well, the first thing that started to happen. So I was raised by my mom was an atheist and my dad was more exploratory. He went to a church. It wasn't, it was more conscious. It wasn't necessarily spiritual, but they did have like these aspects of consciousness. So I was a little bit exposed to that. Like he did the Ouija board one time. He was like, let's do the Ouija board or just something. Let's see if we can contact grandma. (laughs) But I wasn't like really present with it. And then mother Mary is what started showing up. Like one of my friends came over and she had an Our Lady of Guadalupe that actually had special meaning to her. She had bought it with her husband, like on a trip in San Francisco. And she goes, this keeps falling off my wall. And like, every time I hear that I should give it to you. And I was like, okay. And I would look like, who's, (laughs) it's embarrassing to say, but I was like, is mother Mary like? Jesus's mom. Like I wasn't even sure. That's how much I didn't pay attention to, to any of it. And, um, so I'm looking up our lady of Guadalupe and all that. So I started to seek out spiritual development classes. Cause I was like, I need to understand like what is happening here. The first thing I hit was like energetic protection. Cause I just didn't know what was happening and things would happen. Like I would hear the kids like run into my room and they would be asleep. Wow. And I was like, so I'd hear like, and I'm, Oh my God, the kids are up. And it always happened when my husband was out of town, he traveled a ton for work at that time. So I'd go into their room and they were asleep. Wow. And they were saying things like I woke up in the middle of night and I saw a hat just like hovering and scared. And I was like, what are they seeing? And then I had my house cleared and she was like, oh yeah, the kids are seeing spirits and all this, but they didn't have a name for it. And they still have never said to me, like, so I always took them being afraid at night very seriously. Like you can always come into my room, but I started exploring like, well, okay, well, how do I protect myself? And in that journey, I learned that it's often us Mm -hmm. that's doing it. It's not even necessarily like an outside force and like our house can kind of represent self. And so a lot of the things I started realizing, like, I think that's my energy when I go to write that's settling, like I'm settling in yeah. and my energy was so probably frazzled at the time that it was probably like, you know, but also when I would ask like who, who's writing once I started to become aware, I talked about this in the part one, once I became aware that the voice in my head might not be mine. And I started writing down like, okay, well, what do you want to write? What do you want to say? I would ask like, who's speaking to me? And I would hear like mother Mary, I would Mary Magdalene. I would hear different angels. And I would be on Google after like looking up, like, who is that? Who is that angel? What are they known for? And at a certain point, I kind of shut it off. I started 
in my spiritual development, I found myself with spiritual healers that were having a hard time making a living. So I started on kind of this path where I was like, oh my gosh, these really talented people are healers and they can't get their message out because they, they just don't know how. So that's kind of where I started the profession that goes with the awakened professional with the copywriting and trying to help. And like, I've done some book editing because I was like, how can they be heard? And I started to close myself off to that feeling of angels speaking through me and only speaking like through my higher self. And I went on a retreat to Glastonbury. Rebecca Campbell had a retreat. I had been in her like membership program. She had a retreat. I was like, I'm going to go. And one of the speakers that came, I'm going to blank on her name for a second, Megan Watterson. She was on like a, a pilgrimage. She was learning for her book, uh, Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene Revealed, I think it's called. But anyway, like in the middle of this speaking thing, she comes to speak to like 13 of us. It's not even like a speaking gig, really. Like it's just an intimate group. And she starts telling the story of this book where these women were channeling angels and they started to question it. And they were, it was for, it's like messages from angels, I think is what it's called. I'm not a hundred percent, but it was during the Holocaust. And then, so they were channeling angels But then they start saying, who am I to channel these angels? Like, who are we to be writing this? And then the, the angels finally say, like, you have to stop questioning it because we can't get the message through. Like, you're not writing, you're questioning, like nothing's happening. So I was like, oh, because it was like mixed into her story in a way that made no sense. I was like, that message is for me. Because here I am, like, I'm not even going to write it anymore and she tells this story and I told her after I was like oh my god that was like so (laughs) meant for me that you told me that so after that I was like I'm gonna stop questioning it didn't feel necessarily like I was supposed to deliver messages from angels there are people who do that I think that's great and I have you know nothing but the utmost respect and I think it's possible but for me, I was like, that doesn't quite feel like what it is. But that same trip, I started writing the book, The Awakened Professional. And I was like, oh my God, that's me. I'm the awakened professional. That's what it's talking to because I kept coming always back to work. I was never like one or the other, like all work didn't feel right to me. But Mm -hmm. then like all spiritual didn't feel right either. But then from there, it ended up getting really confusing. It's like, I came home with clarity. I wrote the book. I got the book done. I hired an editor and that editor was like, you don't have a platform. You don't have a big following. You can't like get it out. So I talked to another editor and she's like, same thing. I would just stop what you're doing and try to figure out a big platform. And I was just like, oh, I just want to (laughs) write. Like, I don't know how to like have a platform for this book that just came through me. I think it was just too new. Mm -hmm. And so I kept helping entrepreneurs. I kept going deeper into copywriting to how it works. And then what I started doing when I was helping spiritual entrepreneurs is they often didn't know, they didn't know what made them great, but I could see it. Cause I think a lot of times when you're channeling this stuff, like you don't know why it's helpful. Like you just know you had to show up and you had to bring it through. And so I started doing the clients like healing stuff. 
not realizing that I was like healing myself like crazy. Cause I was like, I'll listen to your meditation. I'll take your course and then write about it. And one of the courses I took was a really like powerful spiritual development course. And then that's when I really was like, okay, there's something serious about me with writing yeah. and I'm going to, I'm going to not only stop questioning it, but, um, like just become a really clear channel for it. Like I became obsessed with how can I be the clearest channel? How do I know when it's ego? How do I know when it's my higher self? How do I know when it's something else? Like, how do I know when it's just interference? How do I know it's not some, something else just telling me. So over time, I, I was talking about intuitive writing a lot and like nobody was like interested. It didn't seem like I have blog posts on it. I was telling everybody how to be a clear channel. I created a program called writing alchemy and it's all about intuitive writing, how to unlock writer's block with like clearing your energy, all this stuff. And it just wasn't catching on. I talked about it for probably like a year, maybe even two. Wow. And I was like, nobody is getting this. Like nobody's interested. So I came back to, I always heard the same thing. You have to start a podcast. And I was like, no, it's too confusing. Cause at that time I was calling myself the writing medium, which I still have in my stuff. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm a medium through writing. So every time I would hear you have to start a podcast. And I'm like, that's too confusing because it was literally going to be the awakened professional podcast to match the book. And I'm like, I can't be like schizophrenic out there. I can't be like the writing medium and the awakened professional and like all these things. And like, people are going to be so confused. So I was like, fine. And I'm just like, get quiet, figure this out. And I started the awakened professional podcast and then it ended up shaping everything else again. So I had to like redo my website to be, it's still like almost a mix. But I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to the awakened professional. People were getting it they're understanding it. It was like more clarity I've been getting guests, but then the irony is almost everybody talks about intuitive writing on the Awakened Professional podcast. Like it just keeps coming up and not from me on the, so I was like, oh my God, you, you guides. I'm like, I'm always like you guides, like, what do you, like, you're killing me here because I've just switched everything. My last Guest I had Nate Ortiz, he has this moment when he's like 11, where he is in a terrible place and he writes, he gets like this intuitive information he writes and it changes the course of his life. Wow. And I was like, you were intuitive writing. I, I, I use it kind of interchangeably now automatic with intuitive writing, just because people weren't understanding intuitive writing at the time. And um, so I got quiet and I asked my guides like, well, what's happening? Cause you just had me like bring through, I have write your future, which is doing that with intuitive writing. I have writing alchemy, which now includes that. I've got all these blog posts that like, we're like dying to come through on how to get clear, how to use intuitive writing. And then I'm like, now you're having me be the awakened professional. I don't get it. And what they told me was that when I'm channeling, I'm ahead of myself. And this leads to our part one. Yeah. So they were like, writing alchemy is not wrong. You didn't hear wrong. You didn't like devote so much time to this for no reason. They're just, what they showed me was because I didn't publish the book because I was waiting for the platform, I didn't bring my people with me. So whoever was supposed to connect to that book, 
probably will someday love writing alchemy, but I didn't publish the book because I didn't have the platform. Like in hindsight, I think I was meant to just move forward with it. I'd be like, you know what, then I'm just going to self-publish it. I'm just going to like, who cares if it's just on Amazon and I publish it and like, you know, it's just there on my website, but I didn't, I was like, I got to figure out all this other stuff first, but it was like not doing that step didn't allow me to then. So I think that's why people are connecting to the awakened professional and didn't connect to the intuitive writing yet was because I wasn't meant to like jump. It's almost like I hermited and came out a different person. Like I went into my cave. I did all this like spiritual development work. And like, like I said, I was taking everybody's healing thing (laughs) to write about it. So I was just like left and right until one time I was like, I can't do this anymore. They have to get good at telling me what it is they do because I can't just like heal myself and then try to write (laughs) all the time. So it's like, I feel like I popped out kind of like a different person or I don't even know, like more clear on one area, but I didn't like pick up those pieces. So now I'm going back to the book I'm re-editing it and all those things. And I'm like, okay, but I do find it ironic that now all of a sudden everybody knows intuitive writing, but every time I used to say intuitive writing, people were like, I don't know. I only know automatic writing. <laughs> I was like, what is the deal? It's like, I, like it just was not like sticking. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden it is now that I let it go, which I find funny. Yeah. Hearing your story and hearing you talk about it is so interesting because it's giving me like interstellar like vibes where he's communicating to himself. Have you ever seen that movie? Mm. It's so interesting. Maybe I did. Is it an older movie? Yeah, like Matthew McConaughey, and he's yes. like, and he's like communicating with his daughter through a bookshelf, and he's banging on the bookshelf, and the book falls off, and then mm. they're like, "I won't ruin it for everybody. You can go watch the movie, if you're <laughs> but it's really good, and it's giving me like all of that. How you were talking about the banging the hat, you know, like your future self is like, Hey, I'm here. Like, we're ready to go. Like, let's make Yeah, We're ready to go. (laughs) Yeah. But it is hard. I think like when you're first in the process, you know, it's like, are people ready for this or do they want to wait? And, you know, there's no mistakes. I believe like whenever the book comes out, people will be so ready for it. People are evolving so much I think out of this experience that we've all been in you know as well over the past few years so I can't wait to read the book it sounds awesome and like braid up our alley at Meraki and the end in mind I'm sure all of our listeners will be interested as well so keep us posted on your book for sure it also relates to your podcast because I had told you I had dm'd you a message and I had said like it's good that you're sharing while you're going through what you're going through, while you're doing the work, while you're evolving, because you forget. And that's what, that's what it had been. Like you're saying, I'm not sure when that book is relevant and when it's meant to come out, but I knew I had to write it at the time. Cause I wrote about that stuff, the banging on the walls, the, the feeling that my reality wasn't real. Like I have these chapters, like that moment when you realize reality isn't real and all the little pieces I was figuring out, I wrote my way through it. Wow. And I feel like if I went back and tried to write it now, I would have forgotten most of it. 
because now I just know I just clear my energy or I'm just like, you know, no one can get in my energy you know, or whatever. Like I don't even have to protect it because like I, my energy is too big for it. Yeah. Or if I feel off, I just will go like clear it or whatever. Or even before this podcast, you know, I was like, well, I'm running late. I've got to <laughs> clear it, clear the space so we can have our sacred container yeah. to talk about this. But yeah, I wrote each step. So I actually love that people share all as they go. And I feel like I said with, when I created writing alchemy, I was that I definitely was not sharing as I went during that point. So I do feel like I just lost people because they're probably like, what is she talking about? You know, all of a sudden, cause I'm like, oh my God, your journaling is powerful. <laughs> You're manifesting. And they're probably like, what is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You know, like, I think yeah. it's all as we evolve too, you know, yeah. like you're describing a full evolution where you really yeah. became who you are now, which is like amazing. You know, that's the whole goal here. How you said, like our reality isn't really reality. I really resonate with that. Like, I think mm-hmm. having that thought, and it's so funny, like, I don't know if you can relate to this, but when I was a kid, I used to think about that all the time mm-hmm. in like a peaceful way. It was never scary, yeah. you know, yeah. like, it's okay if this one thing doesn't work out or like I was speaking with um, somebody that I networked with the other day and she had such a great line. She was like, every minute, every moment, every second is so minuscule. Like I don't have to freak out about the little moments um, because there's just going to be another one. And it's like so peaceful instead of, you know, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I was more connect, like I, I don't know if I knew I was connected to spirit when I was young, but I knew it kept me safe a lot. Like I would have these instincts a lot. There was one time I was walking home. So I don't know if it was my generation or what, but like, I don't know. Most of my friends, we all just like walked around like in the middle of night, like no one seemed to care. So I was like walking home. I used to wear all black. I used to put like a kitchen knife in my pocket. Like, I don't even know what I thought I was going to do. Like now when I think about like, would I really like use that? But anyway, I was like five houses from home. And this truck drove by me. It was like a little Toyota and it had three men in the front, like three grown men, like squished. And it was like a small little truck. And we had like this little cul-de-sac where you could turn around. So it passed me and it started to make a U-turn and I heard this voice and it was like, you're not going to make it home. You're not going to make it home. I was like five houses from home. And it said like, take the keys out of your pocket, walk up to this house And just like, look like you're going in. And I was like, so calm. I like walked up. I did it. I like leaned, like, you know, I was going in the house. I would also send, and if that doesn't work, like pound on the door, like just like pound on it. And I did it. And they saw me like, look like I was going in, drove off. And I just ran home and I didn't freak out till like, you know, I got home, but it was later that I was like, well, what was that? Because it was like, so crystal clear. Like I didn't question it. It was like, Oh my God, I'm not going to make it home. Like I have to do this. So those things would happen to me when I was younger that kept me safe where I've like, now I'm just like, Oh my gosh, that was probably like my higher self. That was just like, you know, like, listen, (laughs) you're doing some stupid stuff walking around here by yourself at freaking 10 o'clock at night. And I need to help you out. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> obviously. <laughs> no, that's yeah. yeah, that's and awesome. that was like the clear audience too. Like I remember, like it was my voice, but I heard it. Yeah. And I knew like, oh my God, I'm not gonna question that. Yeah. And then when I later then fast forward quit the corporate job and started writing, it was kind of it was like that voice was the one again where it was like, oh, it just wasn't like in a scary moment. Yeah. It was just like, oh, I'm hearing something. And it's not and it and it I the thing I knew it wasn't me is because it seemed to have more awareness than I had. Like I think that's kind of a clue when you're looking stuff up later, like even with the angels, like I did not know their names and I was like, oh my God, I have to like, go look these things up. I didn't even know how to spell it. I still can't even say it like Zedekiel. Like I was like trying to like spell it or I would get information with things to look up and I'm like, well, how could I have known about this book that I've never heard about that has these answers in it for the situation I'm in? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, how could I know that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. I've like chills the entire time you've been speaking. Like I literally am getting like chills on my forehead. Like at one point I was like, can you see them? Like I was like, like, whatever. That would be cool. (laughs) Like a dog when it wags its tail, you're like, oh, I could tell you're excited. (laughs) It's just goosebumps. (laughs) But yeah, that was amazing. Like, thank you so much for sharing your journey and being so open with us, you know, because the healing and spiritual journey can be scary. Like we said at the beginning and even past guests that we've had on, you know, they've shared moments where they've awakened and then they've walked downstairs to get a glass of water in the middle of the night and they see all of their guides in there. Oh my gosh. So it can be (laughs) hard. Like surprise. Yeah. They're like, and they're like partying and she's like, no, she's like, you know, so like, that's the really interesting part. I think about this journey is it might seem scary, but then once you find peace with it. And I love that you mentioned that it could, it probably just is you, you know, and it is your home and it is your sacred place. And owning that and knowing that your energy can be big enough to be whatever it needs to be to keep you safe and keep your family feeling safe. You know, there's like an ever knowing, which is also really cool. There's a really great post. And I I think her name is Amanda Lynette Medlar, but I'm not a hundred percent, but she's a medium. And she asked spirits like, well, how do you know, like who to talk to? How do you know how to get the message? And they showed her that it's like, everybody's like a light. The people that are open to hearing from spirit are a light on the map. So it's like, they can see like, oh, if I want to get to Bob down the street, Nicole's a light. So she can get that message over to Bob or whatever. And, but I think the thing is, we don't know anymore that we're that light. So we're just like, why are you... (laughs) (laughs) Why are you here? Like, what are you doing? Because like, we don't remember that we've made this agreement. I have a friend who's a vocal channel. So her voice changes. She has an accent, but she didn't remember making this decision. You know, it just started happening in her twenties where she would just start channeling. So fast forward 20 years, she's very comfortable and she teaches, but she teaches, she goes into trance and she teaches And this being comes through and speaks as, you know, that was one of the courses I took, the one that led me to writing alchemy, because it was like, 
so good. Like, so like, you know, full on like learning. Um, but he's like, we must've agreed to it. And then when it pops out in your twenties, you're just like, what? Yeah. It's like, it I don't agree. I don't agree. Right? I, right. back, you know? I don't know what kind of crazy agreement we made, but I didn't know my voice was going to change or like, yeah, yeah or I'm going to write these things. And then I think the challenge too, is like, you don't always know what to do with it. And that was like my thing. It was like, okay, so I can write and I can channel through writing, but like, what do we want to do? And it wasn't super consistent. It was like a message about this, a message about that, a message about like, well, that's great. But where do you put that? Yeah. Like, where do you, like, if I just write a blog post every week about a completely different subject, you guys aren't even going to know what to think about the blog. You're going to be like, what is this? You know, it's just mismatched information. It doesn't work that well, but what it, why I like copywriting and writing in general, I'm just starting now. I'm going to start doing more like in media. Cause I realized I was like, Oh, I can write about everything I want, but just pitch it to somebody else's mm. magazine. So like, if I want to write about mindful parenting, rather than trying to have that be on the awakened professional, why don't I submit that to like a mindful parenting site? Yeah. Like, so that way I can still kind of do all the things. But the other thing I've really gotten into is human design. So I'm learning that my profile likes to research and share stuff. So like literally I was like, oh, which has helped me too, because I was stopping sharing stuff. Cause I was like, I don't think everyone wants me to just research stuff and share it all the time. Do they like, does everyone want to know like my favorite, like non-sugar chocolate right now? Or I don't know. (laughs) And so it's like led me to understand like, oh, that's just my personality. Like if I, if I just like go with it, who knows what will happen. But before that I was like, this is just kind of weird. <laughs> like, why am I doing this? Like, do you really care about the best sunscreen that doesn't hurt the ocean and get into your eyes? I don't, I don't know. That doesn't really go with copywriting and being an awakened professional does it or, you know? Yeah. So I think too, sometimes we're just so open. It can be confusing as to then like, how do you apply it to your life? How do you not disregard this great information that's coming through you? But is it all for you? And is it all meant to be shared? And if so, where is this outlet so that you don't just like, so I think on mind over messy, I want to say when I stopped writing on it, there were already some 80 posts and I had created all these categories, like creating, cooking, kids, like it was like a lot. It was a lot. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is a lot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it though. Because like, I'm a firm believer, like our personal brands, we are a lot, you know, like we as empathetic, you know, passionate entrepreneurs, we are a lot, you know, there's like, that's why we're in this community together. So I think it's great that you fed into your intuition and listened and followed through, you know, because like we said, who knows when it might come back around for you. Yeah. Right. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And then are we sometimes really far ahead? Because I know when the pandemic first hit, when we first were going into quarantine, I kept seeing like businesses out of business and these financial hard times. And then it didn't happen. We were getting all these checks and all this money. And I was like, oh, I guess, I guess that wasn't true. And then now as we're going into 
these different economic downturn, I was like, oh, I really hope I wasn't seeing like a future thing. Like I really hope, cause I would see it. Um, I live kind of near Laguna beach. So there's a really pretty stretch of PCH and that's where I saw like businesses closed yeah. and I was like, oh, I really hope that's wrong. <laughs> I really hope so. Cause you know, that would suck. Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, maybe I was seeing though in the future instead of at the time. Right then. Yeah, that's yeah. great. You know, and here you say, it's really interesting. I was actually just talking with, not to go on the tangent of finances, but I was talking with a client of mine. She's going to be onboarded in January and she's an esthetician. So she has like a great pulse on spending. You know, a lot of the estheticians would say they're the first, you know, people that stop getting paid, you know? Oh, right, right. Yeah. And she was like, and I'm not seeing anything that everyone else is talking about. People are still coming. And she was like, to be honest, in 2008 and in 2020, like people just stopped coming. Like she was like, right. the money just wasn't there. They physically yeah. didn't have it. So she right. said, you know, right now I'm not seeing that, which it's so right. interesting. She's also a channel. She has amazing holistic spiritual gifts. Um, and she was saying, you know, like that's, it's kind of, peaceful for us that have done this work that feel this sense of peace in our spirituality as well because we have the answers you know it's not like we're constantly searching which I think that you mentioned it perfectly at the beginning it will feel like that you know and then the more we feel it out and start to listen in different ways and think about things differently um, it does bring that sense of peace I also feel now that we can plug into a different like version. Like that was one version I was seeing when I was driving, but I, I, I feel like you could also plug into the version where that's not happening. Like, yeah. okay, I want to align with that version. And same thing. If you get worried about like the, uh, well, I don't watch the news Me neither. on purpose. So I don't plug into any of it. So I had a different experience during COVID than like my sister and my mother-in-law who watched the news all the time. Like every time they come over, they're like the COVID counts higher. <laughs> like, you see that every week, <laughs> every week you say it like, how can it always be? It's back. It's higher. And I was just like, I feel like nothing ever left. Like I just, my intuition says do this today. So this is what we're going to do today. And like managing the kids, like my intuition says like it's, we feel good about going here. We don't feel good about there. Yeah. Like we did um, Disneyland when it first opened at 20% capacity. Cause I was like, I felt good about it. Like, let's go. Like you're never going to see like main street was empty. It was just like, oh my gosh, it was like, you never see it like that ever, ever. But then there were other times where I'd feel like, okay, I don't want to be in a crowd. Yeah. Right now. So I just follow that. Like, I feel good about that crowd. I don't feel good about that crowd. But I've noticed that if you're watching the news, because it's driven by fear to get attention, that's what's happening. But where, so I always tune in even with the economics, like, okay, well, what's true for us? Do we need to spend less? Do we need to tighten the reins? Do we need to bring in more abundance? Like, what do we need to do? And then I go with that rather than like, oh my gosh, these things are happening. And it seems to have worked out so far for us. I love that, you know, um, the intuitive investing episode that will be a few weeks back now. 
I talk about that, you know, um, it's all about connecting to yourself. Like we have the internal answers, you know, so I love that you fed into that. And that's what we do it in our household too. It's like, we can figure this out, just the two of us and our puppy, you know, like we got, (laughs) sometimes we call my mom, sometimes we call Sean's dad, you know, like sometimes we need some outside advice and other times we don't you know, and that's okay. Like trusting that. So it's great to hear you describe, you know, how we can continue to tap into this and use it in every area of our lives. And especially with the writing piece, I think it's so aligned and connected that, you know, we connected how we did and with the creative side of it, it's just so awesome. And, you know, to wrap up today, can you tell us how our listeners can get in touch with you and how they can continue to, you know, learn more about your work? Yeah, they can go to the awakenprofessional.com. I'm also on Instagram with the same name and TikTok. I'm branching into TikTok and I'm trying to bring out like tips and tricks. Um, I have some guides on there. I actually have an energy clearing one, which might be nice for your listeners. It's what I do before I write, before I meditate, before I like do anything like this, like just a quick way to clear your energy. So it's right on the homepage. They can find, I think it says energy clearing ritual. So that might be a nice one. And yeah, I'm, I'm like out there, but I'm also like in here, (laughs) like I'm, I'm more mindful of how much I'm on social media right now. And I'm trying to make sure I bring, um, like content, like I'm trying not to like, I'm not just speaking to speak anymore. I'm just like, okay, what do I really want to say and deliver? Yeah. And you know, one point we forgot to talk about that we talked about in part one was the writing piece. You were saying like, you feel something happens when you write. So that is my belief that it's, if your energy is clear, and you ask questions, you tune in, however you do it. I believe the writing down is what like brings it mm-hmm. into the physical. So if you hear, like, if you say, how can I make more abundance? And you hear like, put out an ebook and you write that down. I think it's more powerful than if you don't write it down yeah. for whatever reason, even if you never look at that paper, like I have journals and journals that I never barely reopen. But the irony is actually, I had heard the podcasting for a long time. I opened a journal that I found from like 2000 and in it, it was like, start a podcast, the Awakened Professional podcast by the writing medium. And I was like, I told myself two years ago (laughs) to do it two years before I did it. I was like, oh, like it was right there in black and white. But so it is nice to go back as a validation, but I do think there's something about clearing your energy tuning in and then writing it down. And the other thing I wish I would have known sooner was to ask questions. So when I was in those phases, like I wrote all these things about writing alchemy, like why is not, why are people not understanding intuitive writing? Like what's going on? I didn't ask how come Mm -hmm. I just kept thinking like, Oh, I must've heard wrong. Like, no, maybe was I not right about that? Or like second guessing versus asking. So now the thing I always do is like, did I miss something? Mm. And then I ask, like, what else do I need to know about that? Is there any more information I need? Is there another step I need to take? 
rather than second guess. That's the part I was like, oh, I spent a lot of time second guessing (laughs) that I probably didn't need to. I didn't know you could just ask like, oh, can you clarify that for me? (laughs) And like somehow the information will come to you, like whether it's a person saying like, oh, you should blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh my God, that's exactly what I was wondering about or through your meditation or whatever. Yeah. But when you're open to it and you ask rather than feel like, oh, this isn't going right. I think that's a really good thing to do if you can. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's great advice. Thank you so much. And I just wanted to also touch on the fact that you've like pulled away from social because we didn't touch on that much today, but I'm so glad that you are. I think that that's the noise, you know, that we all get like overwhelmed and it can be really loud on those platforms, which for our listeners, we did touch on this in part one too, and how overwhelming it was for me being a social media manager, which Nicole was amazing and really helped pull some of those (laughs) thoughts out of me because it's hard. Like she's mentioning to go back to that version, you know, like that really, I didn't share much about, you know, so we've touched on it on the podcast, but not too much. So I love that you're pulling away. I think that that's important. And then we can actually show up with our intuition, you know? Right. I get distracted too, by other people's stuff. Like I'll like end up down a rabbit hole. So I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I like figure out what I'm doing here when I go on. Yeah. With that intention. Yeah. That's what I tell a lot of my clients. Like if we're consulting them, I'm like, you have to set an intention before you open up that app. Um, That's a great idea. Yeah. That way it's like, okay, Hey, I'm going to engage with five people that I've really been dying to get in touch with recently. And it shows up in that energy too. You know, you show up with that love and abundance and happiness instead of like, on the scroll hole, we call it, you know? Right. That's funny. Like when all of a sudden I'll find out I'm watching like pet videos on TikTok. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like how much time just passed? (laughs) It's like you look up for like three hours. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. So you had to tell them to like, just have their intention before they even log on. Yeah. You set that intention. So like even today, before you and I were getting on, I was like, okay, I'm going to check my DMs to see if Nicole DM'd me. And that was the only thing I did, you know, instead of like going somewhere else or even messaging someone else. Um, Yeah. I I love it. And I did. Yeah, you did. It was first literally. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. This is, thank you for having me. This is fun. I thought it was so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for listening to The End in Mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.